You're listening to Discovering Multifamily, where we discuss all educational topics in commercial real estate with an emphasis on multifamily apartment investing via syndication. And now your hosts, former NFL fullback Brian Leonard and Anthony Scandariato. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Discovering Multifamily podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Anthony Scandariato with Red Knight Properties. And today we have Cassie Parks with us. She is a money mindset coach. She's an author and she has a positive reality podcast and online coaching programs. And she really helps shake up your approach to use the law of attraction in terms of getting what you want and getting what you need to achieve financial independence. And we talk a lot about what it takes to achieve financial independence. What exactly does that mean? And Cassie is a living in proof example. She actually uh, left her full-time nine to five job eight years ago uh, today. So, you know, very excited to hear that story. And she was able to do that through real estate investing. So very excited to hear that story and to kind of get into some of the discussion topics regarding improving your money mindset. And, you know, that will lead you into different educational opportunities and to you know, give you more success in, you know, this different type of economy that we're in, in 2021 into 2022. So Cassie, thank you so much for coming on our show. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Great. So I want to hear your story, how, you know, it's always awesome to hear when, you know, people are able to leave their nine to five positions and pursue their passion or, you know, business that they wanted to always start. Um, But it's awesome to hear that you did that, the real estate. So Definitely want to hear how how that happened and what you've been doing since. Absolutely. So I um, probably started in um, 2012. You know, I I had been pushing. I wanted to leave my job. I wanted to have a coaching business. But what I really wanted was that freedom that I'm guessing most of your listeners want the freedom to choose. Do I get a, do I go to work today? Do I work right now? Do I, you know, work in my sweats? Do I get dressed up? All the things that come with freedom. And I was really pushing my coaching business to try and get that freedom. And it wasn't working. I always say I was using the law of attraction wrong. I thought I was using it, but I was not. And so I was really pushing. And one day I just, was in my car and I just sort of threw my hands up and I said, like, what do you really want? And I went back to, I want financial independence. And prior to this point, I had been working on my money mindset. um, And so I'd been making a lot of shifts in that way, but also still pushing my business. And when I got clear, like, it's not, I do want a coaching business and I love my coaching business today, but it was really that freedom that I had learned about when I was 19. I was about uh, probably 30 years old, 31 years old at this time. And I, I went back to that moment where I learned at 19, like, oh, there's people who are, they can live off of a passive income that they have. And I said, that's what I really want. And then things started to shift very quickly because then I was leveraging the law of attraction for that. Um, instead of pushing my business to get me what I thought I needed in order to get what I want, I started, um, just going for what I wanted and really opening up and attracting that. And it was only about six months, um, six months to a year. Uh, I would have kept better records if I knew I was going to tell this story all these times, but I was just living in that moment um, when I was technically financially free. And by that, I mean, where I had bought the property, like, oh, I can move in here. Because even before this moment, I had a couple of 
real estate investments. I was making about $300 a month on them. My mom had had investment properties and she had a very, you know, she had a long-term strategy like, oh, 30 years, these will be paid off and, and we'll live off of them. And I had seen, oh, okay, this increase in equity and all of this. And I'm like, yeah, she worked hard, but not that hard for the amount of money that was there. So I had started, you know, I bought a house and then I moved a downsized. So I rented that house and then I wanted to move downtown. So I you know, rent in my other house. And when I made that switch to, I want financial freedom, I really started to see, oh, you already have $600 going towards that. And so then there was a condo uh, that I ended up buying in Denver. And in that moment, I could have moved in there and had enough passive income to pay my bills because at the same time, I had been lowering my monthly investments, you know, really adapting this thing that I call investing in your happiness. And so I was living off of very li- little in a, in a very big way. I loved my life. I didn't feel like I was sacrificing, but I had just really consciously started choosing how to invest. I, you know, I always use the word invest instead of spend invest my money. Um, and so I was living off of very little because I was investing in the things that mattered most to me and gave me the most happiness, the most joy in return. And so I could have moved into that place. I decided not to, but at this, when I closed on that place, um, we went to get the keys out of the lockbox because the, real, the other realtor didn't bring them. And I met a couple who was buying a two bedroom in this same building. And I'm like, Oh, let me look up how much that is. And that just spurred this inspiration in me. Like, Oh, I want to buy another one bedroom and I want to buy a two bedroom condo in Denver and have the one bedroom pay the rent on the two bedroom. Um, I don't know if that would be possible today, but it was possible then. And so I just started, you know, that's what I want. That's what I want. And I was inspired. My sister was looking for a house at the time and I said, Ooh, like there's a lot of houses that are built up, um, built out into multifamily. You know, they've taken old houses and made them into three houses or, uh, you know, three condos. And I said, Oh, do you want to look at just what can we get? Like, let's just explore, you know, if we pooled our money, what could we get? Could you get what you wanted? And I get what I wanted, which was, you know, a two bedroom, a one bedroom to pay the two bedroom. And we ended up finding a property that was perfect. And it had a one bedroom carriage house. And it had a two bedroom um, upstairs where I lived with its own separate entrance kitchen. It was its full condo or apartment. Um, And she got the bottom, which was a three bedroom, two bath with a backyard, which is exactly what she wanted. And um, the carriage house paid the rent on my two bedroom. And so at that point I started, you know, the exit plan to leave my job because I could then pay all of my bills and live pretty comfortably the way that I wanted to um, and leave my job. And that's an awesome story. I really love that um, entrepreneurial spirit when it comes to real estate and downsizing and just being smarter with your money. And, you know, it's just a testament of what we call in my industry, house hacking and how you're able to basically take one bill at a time and really narrow it down to different bills that have priority and, you know, being able to budget properly just because you know what's coming in from your, your passive investments, which is which is awesome. And I think we were talking, and it looks like you even went a little bit further um, in terms of what you're doing now. Um, I believe it's at your home when you're renting out your pool. How is that? How does that work? That's a new concept to me. Yeah, it's a pretty new company. Um, it's called Swimply, and there's they're basically the Airbnb of pools. So uh, we did it for the first time this summer. We started about midsummer, and people can book 
our pool by the hour. Uh, we have put in a pool bathroom at the beginning, right before um, COVID last year. And so it shuts off from the house. We have our own, there's a bathroom that's accessible to outside only doesn't go in the house. And so people can rent for an hour, two hours, five hours. They come in the gate, they use the pool and, and then they leave and it's very fun. That's, that's very interesting. Is there a lot of liabilities you have with that? Or like, what, what do you rent your pool out for? How is that price? That's, you know, we're, what we talk a lot about on the show is, you know, usually year round apartments, traditional apartments. Uh, we do have some seasonal, you know, apartments as well, short-term rentals, um, lots of different ways to make money through real estate. I guess the pool is part of your real estate. So um, how does that work? And, and is, is that your, you know, one of your favorite ways to build passive income or is it really still with the real estate traditional? Oh, I mean, I love all passive income. That's not true. I love all passive income that feels good to me. So there are passive income opportunities where I think I wouldn't be interested and I won't ever push, oh, just because this is a great return or this, I really think you have to factor in, does this feel good? Does this make me happy? Does it feel easy to me? Right. And so with the pool, it felt so easy. I mean, it's the easiest passive income in a lot of ways ever. You know, we clean the bathroom, everybody leaves it amazing. Um, you know, we might have to pick up a couple floaties, but basically, you know, we wipe down the bathroom and it takes five minutes to change over the pool for the next person. Um, and so I, being who I am, I'm like, oh, this works in the summer. You're right. It's, you know, it's the summer months. So we just invested in a swim spa so that we can rent out, you know, a swim spa is where somebody it's like, I call it a treadmill for the pool where you can swim against the current. So you can get that swimming workout, but it can also be a hot tub, a big hot tub. And so, you know, I'm looking and we invested in that and we're going to start renting that in the winter months. Um, and so again, fun and easy because they come in and, and out. Um, it's not fully passive because you do have to do the changeover, but for me, the investment of the time is well worth the, the investment of the money. And then, you know, we're also going to, we're doing that process with my partner and having her see like, Oh, there's different ways to make money. Cause it's, that's not her traditional mindset. It's opening up as we've been together. We've decided that we're going to, we have a top floor that has its own entrance. And so we're going to start Airbnb being that Airbnb and being that, um, and, and do that that way. But I love all past. I love real estate. I love Swimply. I think I will love Airbnb as well. Yeah, no, absolutely. And there are different strategies. And when you're looking at evaluating passive income, you know, they're not truly passive, even if you're investing with another person who's managing, you know, your, your investment, you still have to, you know, keep in contact with them and make sure that the investment strategy has been, been working. Um, so let's get into the manifesting side. So um, why is manifesting money one of the best ways to learn how to leverage? You know, we talk a lot about the law of attraction. So um, can we talk a little bit about that as well? Of course, one of my favorite topics. So I have found money, manifesting money is one of the best tools because we interact with money so often, right? People are listening to your podcast because they want to create passive income, interacting with that. They want to create the freedom. We talk, we've already talked about, you know, budgeting and being aware of where our money is. So every 
I mean, not every moment of every day, but many moments of every day, we get this opportunity to interact with money, which means we get to pay more attention to our thoughts about money. We get to pay attention to the story that we're telling about money. What are we putting out there? Are we putting out there that's creating and bringing it to us? We're putting it out there that's keeping it at bay and saying, oh, we're not worthy. Don't send more my way. And it's just because we, you know, every decision I say, like, you know, it determines whether you, you know, stop and get coffee in the morning, right? Money, this interaction with money, what we're thinking about money, um, how we want to be with money. You know, when we pay our bills, we get that, you know, we pay for the house we live in, whether we've already paid it off or not. Um, if we're making a monthly investment for it, our car, all of that, there's so many opportunities to catch our thoughts and beliefs about money. Um, so that's first and foremost, whereas sometimes if we're manifesting, you know, a love relationship or, you know, maybe a new house, there's less chance to interact with that on a, on a deep level every day. Um, but also money gives us a chance to keep score. So when we're manifesting money, we literally, you know, my clients are counting all the time. We have a running tally that we keep as a group, as well as they keep their separate, tallies because it's a great way to see I am improving. Like the number, the chart is going up. I'm getting better at manifesting money. Right. So at, at what point, um, and we were talking a little bit about this on the show earlier, um, at what point should, whether it's an individual or a couple feel confident in their liquidity enough to start considering investing, you know, their money into passive ventures. Mm, I love this question. And I think the liquidity and what you have, what feels good to you um, is individual. I don't think there's a number for that, but what I would tell people who say, okay, how do I get started? My first thing is don't go start looking for places like get yourself 10 to $20,000 in the bank so that you have options so that you're not in that place. You're not even entertaining the idea like, Ooh, we can almost make this work. Or, you know, we have 10,000, but we need 15,000. So we could put some on, you know, a credit card and that would be a stretch. So you're never putting yourself in that place where, um, Ooh, this might work out if everything goes, goes well. Right. I mean, there's always some risk in it, but, we can lower the risk by going in where it feels really good, where our mind feels really good, where it feels very safe. Even if it's a little scary, I always think when we're making, um, you know, new, especially if you're new, you're, you're making this investment, there's a little bit of fear, which is, I just think is excitement and it's newness. Um, but anytime we can set ourselves up so that we're, we're just not even, able to have those like, Ooh, I could stretch this. I could make this work that we're not creating anything out of desperation. We're going to manifest a lot more money and a lot more ease and everything is going to go a lot smoother. Right. Absolutely. And is that, um, you know, that figure that you use, is that dependent upon where you live in the United States? Uh, cause obviously there's different costs of living metrics that we look at. Um, where, where, where did you come up with that? I guess just from experience or mostly just from experience. And I think that I see people change. Like when you have 10 to $20,000 in an account that you're like, I'm going to invest, maybe it's not enough. Maybe you get 20 and you're like, Oh, we need 40. Like 20 might not be able to get you anything in Denver right right now. But it, once you get 
But starting at 40 or 50 often feels too big for our minds. I'm never going to get there. I'm never going to get there. But if we build up the habit by getting to 10 and then to 20, we see that it doesn't have to be so hard because very often what gets in the way is the thoughts about, oh, how long it's going to take, how big the number, how is that ever going to happen? Um, so I always say, start, start small. And then I think you have options. So if you're somewhere where like maybe Denver, where real estate is higher, you're like, oh, we can't get anything here, but you go visit, you know, <laughs> you go visit your family. We, we recently looked at some properties. We went to visit our family in a small town in Kansas, like, oh, you know, we could do the math differently and you can buy a house there for $50,000. And so 20 grand is almost half of that house versus not being enough here. And so you can start to look at all of your options instead of feeling like you don't have any options. Right. And, and at least that'll give you some options and you can start to evaluate. And that makes, you know, that makes a lot of a sense. Um, can you uh, talk about your favorite, um, favorite money story, manifesting money story? Oh yeah. Of my manifesting money. Um, my favorite. So I talk of money stories a lot in, um, what gets in the way there's five basic money stories that get in our way that we kind of pick up by default. Um, and so like money stories are my favorite. I have a client who came and she was definitely the survival money story, which is there's never enough, everything. It just doesn't, there's never enough. And, um, and you're always in stress and panic. And she is like, her new money story is like live in luxury. Um, you know, she just got back from this amazing luxury vacation. You know, she went from sleeping on the floor to um, sleeping in this amazing glamping on the beach place in Mexico in over the last three years and getting ready to buy her own house. Um, when she was scared to even, she was living on someone else's floor. She was scared to even um, go rent a house for, or buy a house for what, oh, like if I, you know, I have a couple thousand in the bank, but if I go put, you know, first and last, whatever, I won't have that. So she really started in that space of survival and now she's living luxury is her story. So that's one of my favorites of my clients. That's awesome. Hey, Cassie, how can people find you, learn more about you, reach out to you? Absolutely. You can go to CassieParks.com, C-A-S-S-I-E-P-A-R-K-S.com. Excellent. And audience, if you liked what you heard today, if you could please give us a rating and review on iTunes, we really appreciate it. It would help Cassie and myself get our message out to a greater audience because that's the way iTunes works. So uh, Cassie, really appreciate your time today for coming on the show. Definitely learned a lot and hope to talk to you again soon. Awesome. Thank you for having me. Thank you.